Hey everyone, you're listening to Reina's podcast. My podcast is for entrepreneurs to find motivation, resources, and business tips. The entrepreneur journey is not easy, but I hope that this podcast can encourage you to keep going and to remind you que si se puede. All right, everyone. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. And here we have Jessica Morales. Um, I'm super, super excited to be interviewing her. This is going to be the first time I'm speaking to a mind strategist. And if you don't know what that is, it's okay. We're going to like get all into that. So thank you so much, Jessica, for being here. Absolutely. You're so welcome. I know it's a it's a term that people go, well, what is that? Like you meet somebody at a party. Well, not these days with pandemic, but you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> a Zoom party or um, one of the networking events and they're like, wait, what is that? Um, and people's ears get perked up. Um, really? So what I do is my, my specialty is in hypnotherapy. Mm-hmm. So I'm an expert in brain training. And I also bring in um, advanced EFT. Um, I'm an advanced EFT practitioner, which is emotional freedom technique. Have you heard of that, Raina, before? EFT? No. EFT. I feel like I have, but probably like just like from a book or something. Yes. Oh, it's phenomenal. EFT um, is just such a wonderful tool where you actually tap on the ends of your acupoints, just as if you were doing acupuncture with needles, except you're using your fingers. So I really, I really love this technique because when you're working with a client um, on a presenting issue, you can teach them how to tap it out of their system. So unprocessed mm-hmm. emotions that show up from like, like you feel negative, you feel, mm-hmm. you know, kind of down in the dumps and things like that, or you feel stuck, locked or blocked. Oftentimes it's because of an unprocessed emotion that's in the physical mm-hmm. body and it's disrupting your and, and your energy that's going through the meridian points. And it's what you do mm. in acupuncture, except you're doing it for yourself. So, I mean, I could, that's a whole nother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And before we, we go in and like, I love all of these like strategies and I'm sure we're going to go over all of, a lot of them. Um, I want you to kind of go like and talk a little bit about just like before all of this, like projects. Yeah, like kind of throw walk us through your journey, you know, and um share like where you're from and also how and while you kind of shared already like what you currently do. So another another um quote that I got from your website that I wanted to say before you share is it says you help overcome unhelpful tendencies, unlock blocks wire positive habits and gain mental mastery over your goals. That is powerful. So I want to learn before all of this, what, where did you come from? What did you do? And all that. Yes. So that little planet behind you, that's where I'm from. (laughs) (laughs) I'm jealous of your background. So I'm going to get that background. So I grew up in New York city in the the Lower East side and at Rutgers, Rutgers community projects was pretty much the primary area where I live. My mom just literally moved from building to building. I was like, are we going to do all four of these projects? <laughs> like, oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, whether the family got smaller or what have you. And um, so growing up in, in lower Manhattan at a time, it was a little difficult growing up during that time, more, more so for my sister's generation. And then it got better for my generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it taught me so much. A lot of street smarts. Um, I did get to go through 
I say get to because you can turn your pain into um, something of utility, but just seeing a lot of struggle there really immediately from a young age, just I had this sort of curiosity about human behavior and how to overcome. And um, and I was always very ambitious. <laughs> like in my head, I already, I used to sit on the window and look over the Manhattan Bridge and the Brooklyn Bridge. And uh, we lived on the 19th floor and I would just put myself in the little box window because it was sort of higher. And then yeah. I took off all the lights in my mom's room and just stare out and wonder what the world was about and what my future was going to be. Mm. So, and with the twin, we had a view of the Twin Towers and everything, you know, so Wall Street mm. was right there. So, um, but yeah. Did so your that- mom like support your your like visions like when you would like tell her your goals and things like that well you know what's crazy like I really kept it to myself and so Mm. many people wonder about that because I come off as such an extrovert but I'm really at heart such an Mm. introvert yeah (laughs) and I feel like I'm an extrovert introvert too like I don't like I need energy to I need to like I I can be with people but then I need to like recuperate (laughs) I'll talk to people for like a day Absolutely. Or if like you're speaking or something like that, you feel like oh, yeah. after you're done, you just need to kind of bring it back in. I'm the same way. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I didn't, you know, I didn't really, and also, you know, I always used to envision myself for some reason, I would always see myself um, being interviewed, um, like, like by Arsenio Hall. <laughs> and wow. And I used to turn down the dial and answer the questions. And then I eventually, uh, down the road, I moved to Hollywood and I was an actor and I was in the Screen Actors Guild and I got to do some fun roles and do some soap opera work as well. But the whole time I always, you know, I went to Fordham University, New York City. Um, At 16, I was the youngest uh, criminal clerk. So they had a program for the inner city and they wanted to hire a team to come assist the district attorneys prosecuting Mm -hmm. these cases. So there I was with with writs and uh, arrest warrants for people. And I thought I wanted to be a lawyer, but the prosecutors Mm. were like, your personality, you can't, don't waste it on being a lawyer. (laughs) Why? Because they were like, they're like, you can't be hidden in a courtroom. You need to go out there and I can't thank them enough. So I changed Mm -hmm. my my major. (laughs) Oh, well, that's good that you like did the internship or, or, you know, work there and then realized. I was working there like three days a week and I ended up working there for five years. So five years and it was great. And, um, and then I moved to here to, to Hollywood and um, it was interesting to go from being kind of like a business minded person. Uh, It wasn't just there that I worked, obviously that was my younger ages, but when I graduated from college, I worked in business development and marketing and I worked for companies like AOL Time Warner and I would travel um, all around my territory, building those accounts that would advertise in all of our magazines from People Magazine, which was like the flagship, very expensive to advertise in there. And so that's where I learned a lot of my business developments my skills for business mm-hmm. development, you know? So, yeah. So moving here, I was like, when I got a, a little, like a recurring role on general hospital, I was like, well, I don't want to let go of business. So I'm going to still work in uh, I started getting into the medical field. So I would like mm. pick consult patients and like, I'd be on the TV and the waiting room on general hospital. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's hilarious. It's hilarious. We're, we're and in New York that wouldn't fly. In LA, you can be a patient counselor and be on General Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's true. That's true. I know. I it's like super different LA. Yeah. I've actually never been to New York yet. So oh, I, I'm, I'm definitely over oh yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. And also mm-hmm. not when it's freezing because yes. I'm LA spoiled weather girl. Yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing beats the weather here that you can't replicate it. So, but yeah, yeah New York, just let me know. <laughs> so I want to yeah. send you to all the great. I'm Puerto Rican. I say New York in New York from the, you know, I was um, you know, in the Lower East Side, but from the Bronx in terms of college. Mm-hmm. And then that starts to come out in my accent. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Um, and so how, after, so you, you decided you didn't want to go into law school and then where were you, like, you were still being an actress and then how did you like get towards being a mind strategist or like interested in taking the, I'm sure you like got coaches and, and just did a lot of like learning through this. How did, how did that happen? What happened was um, I went through a lot of painful moments in LA, uh, especially the acting community. You're told uh, no a lot, even when you're having these successes and you're so close Mm. and you're told you're the next thing. And I got to work with some really great people, but for some reason there was something in my heart that felt like I was going to be redirected into something else. So I always say that's one of my sayings to accept the redirect accept the redirect because if you do that, you'll end up in a place that is going to really fuel your heart space. So what happens was um, my mom had Alzheimer's and I dropped everything to be with her. And I moved in with her at the hospice. Like they knew I wasn't going to (laughs) leave. So they gave me a cot and I lived at a hospice for months and months and months in New York city. And, um, and when I came back, um, I just, you know, you feel like, uh, this acting thing, it doesn't feel as important when you just lived with people that up to, I would say up to six people passing in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have the honor of being in some of those rooms with people who didn't have family that I could just talk to them through their ear and just like, cause the, the, the auditory is the last thing to go, you know, whisper something. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like you, and you'll be surprised how, how resilient your spirit is. If you just come from a place of love Mm-hmm. And at that time, I didn't know have any of this training. Um, I didn't have the relationship with God that I do now. Um, but I guess I was being prepared, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and my mom was like a show off. She, they'd be like, oh, she has like a, oh, you know, she's going critical. And the next day she was like, blink, 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 like woke up and was like, I'm still here. <laughs> and I was like, okay, mom, we have work to do here, you know. And, um, yeah. you know, because you have to have that humor as well. And then there were some really painful moments. Um, and I got to meet other family members. Um, usually there's one kid that's there um, or sometimes no one. But um, it's really hard for people when they know that they're, any day that loved one is going to no longer be there. Mm-hmm. You know, so coming back, it changed my perspective. And I got really curious about how people overcome the worst pains of their life. So once I always say, fo- don't follow your passion, follow your curiosity, because you'll never want to stop learning about things. And it usually feels like the path that you're supposed to be doing for your career even, and it'll be very fulfilling for you. So um, I just, I can't even tell you how I ended up in hypnotherapy school. I just know that it was something with God. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. (laughs) I was just like, knowing my Latino community and my fellow people who love God, they're going to be like, are you going to Vegas and doing magic? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to do mind control. This is not appropriate, you know? And so I had mm-hmm. all these notions. Do you, do, you, do you relate to that when you think of hypnosis? 
Yeah, like, I mean, you know, you think, of, I mean, the, the movies, it also doesn't help, like, the shows and all of those with, you know, Wendy like, Williams with her umbrella, with the hypnotic Yeah, style. yeah, you think of, of, like, yeah, people are gonna, like, brain, like, change your mind, but it's, it is changing your mind, but in, I don't know, like, a whole different way, so that's why I feel like this is such a great topic, because I do feel, um, you know, with everything going on and just like mental health in general, like luckily, well, now the topic of mental health is like opening up, but, um, you know, a lot of people aren't even aware that their like mental health is in need or how to, um, like take out and remove those negative thoughts. Right. And especially in this audience is trying to like the, the, the listeners, like there, a lot of them are Latinas who are trying to grow a business, but like they have fear, like that's like the biggest thing, like fear that they're going to like fail fear of m- money, like just money mindset and attracting it and knowing that you can, that it's okay to be like wanting to be wealthy and it's okay. You know, all those like money, my mi- li- limiting beliefs as well. So just a lot of of that but the, it's powerful that hip like hypnotherapy can really I love also what you said about don't follow your passion follow your curiosity yeah. because that's another thing people struggle finding what yeah. to do or like they're just like I don't yeah. you know that they're and that's really sad not people I mean, know what, don't know their passion. Lot, like, follow what you're like if you're not doing it with passion then that's a problem. And so that's why I wrote that article that I referenced before we got on here mm-hmm. for psychology today, I write for them. And it was about uh, the research by professor Valorand, who is a phenomenal professor at, um, in Canada, I, um, in Montreal. And I saw him present research on the two types of passion. And it's, it's incredible, especially in the work, work arena and for athletes and there's harmonious passion and there's obsessive passion. So we're telling everybody, follow your, you know, if you're not passionate and then people get obsessive. And so you start training your brain to have those tendencies that are not so helpful for you. You, It's difficult to find joy in other things. It's difficult. You'll see them in athletes. They can't be with their family members because they're thinking about the game. Mm -hmm. You know, some of us were thinking about our businesses, but we can Mm -hmm. enjoy other activities that would be harmonious Mm -hmm if our life were more balanced with these things. And that's why it's super important for you to introduce more harmonious passions into your life while you're pursuing what you're passionate about. And if you pursue what you're curious about, it helps. So in the article, I give steps Mm -hmm. about that. Um, And then what you were saying earlier about, um, yeah, with, with, with the preconceived notions, I had a lot of that and I wrestled with God on that. I was like, what is that? What do you, and you know, he don't play, he'll call you Mm -hmm. to something that is uncomfortable and you're just like, I don't, I don't know if I want to yeah. that way. <laughs> You're like, okay, this is. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. And, he, and it was like, I was getting the sense of like, what I'm calling you to do has not really mm. come before. And I was like, great, 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 great. So, <laughs> so I was, I was, I was nervous. And um, what I started to do was go to research. Whenever I'm not sure about something, I go to, um, just to look at the research. And what I realized was with, there was so much data behind pre-surgical outcomes, post-surgical outcomes with people who 
prime their mind using hypnosis, hypnotherapy, um, uh, cancer patients, um, you know, just wonderful things. And I was like, wait a minute, that's so true. We're walking around all day long, highly suggestible to our environment and taking all these negative mm. triggers. And our brain is going like more geared towards the negative with worrisome thoughts and ruminating thoughts and all these things. So we're actually being hypnotized all the time. So what if I made people aware of that and brought to their conscious, their subconscious tendencies that tend to be negative? And have mm-hmm. them become their own mind coach and be super mm-hmm. aware, vigilant of what they allow in this precious organ of yours. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's yeah, self awareness, and that's yeah. huge. Just like the first step, like being aware that hey, I'm not okay, or like hey, I want to like yeah. work on this, or you know, I think that's that's huge self awareness. Yeah. And, and and you know, you you also the biggest thing like when I go to these. Um, conferences or I'm looking at the data or I'm speaking to one of the academics behind it because I love them. That community provides such a valuable resource to us with research. Um, and, and some of the areas, you know, it's not their job to show us how to execute the data. So if they say to you, you know, because I study a lot of positive psychology, you know, mm-hmm. the study of human flourishing in all seasons of life. And because um, we study all the negative, why not study all the positives, right? So, <laughs> so you know, I'll, and I'll say, well, how do you how do you teach somebody how to execute that? But that's really not their job in terms of like showing you how to execute. It's just showing you the data. So that's where someone like I come in where I'm the executor. So I help you with your willpower, forming new habits, um, overriding the critical mind or the ego and all those things that can come into play. And then making you aware that you're pulling from your old life script. So how you're processing the world, your limiting beliefs, being pulled from this life script that's housed in the subconscious, you know? So like yeah. I said, we really have to address that area in order to see profound change. And the last thing I'll say about that is that I'm very, very passionate about teaching people how to be their own mind coach, because you can listen to all the motivational talk you want, mm-hmm. but you'll notice even I work with organizations that like a, a month or two after it all goes out the window, happens all the time. We have these goals, but we don't execute. Yeah. So my whole thing is mind mastery to execute and to develop more joy essentially in your life as well as you're executing these goals, you know? So that's powerful. Like to be your own mind coach. Cause yes. at the end of the day, like, yeah, you're, it's on you. Like all like, yeah, you, you can have, of course, a therapy, a coach. Um, and those are powerful, but it is, it's, and, and even to, to just your mindset is so important. And like, um, personally, I feel like for me, I've always been very just like, I don't feel like I feel triggered or I feel like I'm very aware. (laughs) And like, if something's bothering me or I just know I'm not feeling at my highest like vibe, then I'll, I'll like journal or I'll take a walk or like, I'll just think about it. Um, I don't know of where I get that from, but I think that's really, cause people have always said like, you're very like aware of yourself for sure. I'm like, I think you have to put in the time. And even sometimes I wake up early. I do like my miracle morning, I call it and like meditate, yeah. pray. And like, you have to kind of dedicate and put in the work and it's going to show it takes, yeah. it's, you know, it's like a daily thing and then not to stop. 
because that's another thing. Like people are like, okay, well, I feel good. Like I'm not going to meditate anymore. I'm not going to journal. I'm not going to do all the things that helped you get there. And then it goes, I'm like the foundations. Like it's like your foundation. What are some of your like daily habits that you do that help with your, um, with like your mindset and everything? Well, I, I agree with you with the morning is super important. Um, and I start that the night before. So mm-hmm. I know that I do dream therapy. So I know that whatever I take into uh, in my state and my mental awareness is going to go right into my dream. And like your, mm-hmm. your, your brain is going through overnight therapy every single evening. And its job is to get rid of toxicity and to figure, to store away your memories and to predict the next day for you because it wants to keep you safe. So if you bring that worry and that future pacing and the heaviness, um, your brain is going to take that data and it's going to take that input and output the same thing the next day. And you'll feel the same way. So like you said, journaling, um, that's a big one too. And just venting it out. I say vent it out, then redirect it. So redirect the vent. So after you vent it out, then identify three or four um, using positive emotions, um, claims or statements, you know, cleaning your day for the next day ahead of the t- ahead of time, mm-hmm. like setting your mind up. I call it priming the mind to the upside, prime your mind to the upside. And then I do pray and I say, you know, I want to really have meaningful sleep. I actually don't want to know my dreams. Like, you know, sometimes you remember your dreams and sometimes most times you don't. Um, so that when I really want restful sleep, I'm, I'll say, you know, I don't even need to know about the dreams. Just put whatever deposits I need in there. <laughs> Because that's when you're literally integrating, you're integrating all your new learning. Mm. Um, and that when I wake up, and I do this in hypno- hyp- hypnotherapy with my clients in, the, in terms of them expecting to feel restored, rejuvenated when they wake up and already they're on the they're on that road to recovery or whatever it is that they're working on or go- getting closer to their goals. Um, and people love that. So that's another thing that I, that I do. Um, but I think, you know, taking a walk, like you said, is also really, really great because we're going by water. Or when you take a shower, because negative ions actually help balance the body. So that comes from like the splashing of water. You, you ever go to the beach and you feel like your mind is really clear. There's really mm-hmm. a reason for it, you know. Um, and then I also like to go get elevated to see a wider perspective, because when we're thinking about our problems, we have what's called more of a myopic view, like just looking at that little dirt, that little stain and like, oh, you know, but we're not yeah. seeing. We need to train our brain to open up. We have to use positive emotion. So uh, this is this is in the science. If I practice gratitude, if I practice love, if I feel that through my heart space, I'm going to make my heart and my brain coherent, meaning they're operating um, seamlessly together. The body is balancing. We're getting mm-hmm. to a state of homeostasis. Now my brain opens up to see a more wider view. And just on Valentine's Day, just a, f- a few days ago, what, two days ago, mm-hmm. I went up to the mountaintop and looked over all of Burbank, and the most phenomenal thing happened. And um, and I was praising and worshiping up there too, you know, so anywhere, you know, like you mentioned that people start these practices, like meditating in the meditations. Mm-hmm. Another one, I also tap out the crap, tap the crap out, any mm-hmm. negative stuff, I tap the crap out. Um, and I'll go, wait, am I <laughs> heavy today? Oh, no, 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 no. We're going to, we're going to tap the crap mm-hmm. out of that so that I now give myself better foundation from which everything else sprouts from, you know, my brand is called BU Bloom. So I'm always using those like building a fertile mental foundation that's cultivating some goodness that when you put your seeds of like your goals that they will sprout, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, so all of those things are really, really, really important. Um, there's so many things I do. <laughs> I'm 
my clients always say I have such a big toolbox of things. Like sometimes I dance because, because dancing mm. people wait to get the mood, but I that's another one of my things. I say you have to move to create the mood. Don't wait for the mood to move. So don't wait to feel motivated mm. to write your book. You got to move the body. So I'll put a song on and start dancing. Yeah. And once I get the oxygen going and the heart is feeling, it's vibrating on a very positive place, it's going to signal to the brain like we're feeling great. We can, I am, and I will. Yeah. Oh, I'm ready to sit down and do write my next book or whatever it is, you know? Mm. So many things I do. I also like my husband will make you laugh because I also um, high five myself. I'm like, you did a good job, girl, because I'm constantly putting positive impressions to the events instead of putting Ooh. negative. Impressions. And your body embeds everything, pretty much embeds everything that happens to you. And the subconscious mm-hmm. shows up in the body. So I want to like be like, I want Raina to be like, damn, that is good. What I just wrote. That is yeah, okay. yeah. And I want you to, you know, like be your first like. So heart yourself first. People mm. have such a hard time. Heart and like your post first. So what are you telling your brain? I'm my first cheerleader. I'm my first believer. That's mm. huge. So people will say to me, but Jessica, people are going to think I'm conceited. And that, really? Who cares? You know, because you're caring more about what they think now. But I need you, if you're building a, a, a business, if you're an entrepreneur, you need to believe in yourself first. And I need your mind to believe that because mm-hmm. if your mind doesn't believe that and you're like, Oh, I don't know if that post is so good. Or is it going to get enough likes? That is a self-sabotage that you're, you're creating in your brain. So ultimately the neurons in your brain, you want them firing what this better feeling is, or this belief system is. And the more they fire together that belief system and you take those actions through behavior, mm-hmm. you're going to hardwire that into your new way of thinking. It's your new operating blueprint, you know, your new operating manual. Now you get over those limiting beliefs. You know, I even mm-hmm. have a T te- in my apparel line. I have that be your first life with a nice heart, redirect mm-hmm. the vet, you know, failure is data to be greater. It's, it's talking to yourself like that as well. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like your your positive self talk, or like yes. eliminating the negative self talk. Um, I wanted to know what. Both I know we're talking about habits, but um, kind of like, what about for the the limiting beliefs of like money? Like, what do you? I feel like that's something that a lot of people um struggle with too and I I just feel like what what would you recommend or what are some like tips that you give for for people to to remove this like blockage of money mindset well a lot uh, a really wonderful thing that we do in or I do in hypnotherapy and some of the people who are trained in the modality that I'm trained in is we do something called obstacle discovery because oftentimes when you are cognitively in your thinking brain, thinking about, well, why am I not moving forward in this? Or why do I think like this when it comes to success or my money? Or why am I stuck, locked, or blocked? Um, it doesn't come through sometimes just thinking about it a lot of times. And so when we relax the physical body and we can walk through that together and say, okay, let's create a guided imagery, right? And then you invite in that obstacle that shows up. Most of the time, the obstacle that shows up is something the client didn't even think would show up, mm. you know? And they're like, okay, I, I something like they'll talk to me, something showing up and I'm like, okay, would you like to explore that obstacle? What is that limiting belief, right? So it could be tied into when I was, oh my God, so this is coming up. Let's say the client says, oh my God, something's coming up. What is it? Well, when I was nine years old, I was told by, 
a mentor at the community center where I used to go after school, I remember telling him, I, I, I want to write a book one day. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, why nobody would ever be interested. By the way, that actually happened to me. Wow. And I never knew that was a trigger event that was looping in my subconscious. Mm-hmm. And by the way, here you go. Duh. <laughs> Here's <Hey>. my book. <laughs> you tell that to a child and they don't mean it they don't know that they're putting that impression on you but he could have told that to me and to my best friend and my best friend would have stored that memory like a regular memory and for me for some reason it became a trigger event and so through EFT or hypnotherapy this is why I do what I do we can clear out that event and remove Mm -hmm. the trigger from that And then we'll figure out what other obstacles are coming up. Let's remove the trigger from that so that you're not feeling, you're not, you're not trying to recreate that same event because this is what we have a tendency to do. Let's talk about heartbreak. So you got, let's say you got rejected from a parental figure, wasn't in your life and um, your jobs that you've had, you notice that you tend to work with people who are your bosses that don't give you affirmation don't value you because you're trying to recreate that same event where you have that void because you're hungry to fi- fix it. You want to make it better. Yeah. Notice me, like I'm doing a great job yeah. you might do in relationships, picking men or women that reject you or are not fully available to you because you're recreating it. So for success, we'd have to figure out what, where are those beliefs possibly, possibly stemming from? Cause if you believe it, then it's true. It doesn't matter if it's true or not mm. in your life. Over 50% of your memories are adjusted and not exactly true because your brain is trying to keep you surviving. But if you perceive it to be true, that's good enough for me. Let's go in and work on that. Um, And then cognitive, because I do a lot of work with businesses where we don't do that inner work. You know, we might Mm -hmm. do guided imagery, but it's more speaking that we do, but it works um, to speak about it. Like you said, when you're aware of it, you start to already start to correct it. Um, Is, you know, are you confident in the knowledge that you have within your field? Sometimes people just have to admit that they don't feel confident. They have that imposter syndrome. Yeah, I was just about to say. (laughs) They have that imposter syndrome and they're like, am I as good as this person or this person? You know, do I, what if I'm interviewing, I don't say the right thing and I'm going to look stupid. Yeah. Right. Those are, those are things that come up. So, um, so really everybody, you know, I, I, when I do the intake, that's, those are the kind of things I'm looking for. What are the key words? What are the key themes that are coming up for the client so that we can work on that? You know, mm-hmm. so that's those are some of the steps that we'll take. OK, perfect. Um, and what about so I know and, and I wanted to go over like the, the definition of like the subconscious mind, because I feel like some people, you know, we, we use the word or some people may be like, what exactly does that mean? Um, and like it's important. Yeah. What is the subconscious mind and why is that so important in like what you do? Yeah. So in our subconscious mind, we're really storing our life script. It's how you feel about um, your belief system, your associations, and it makes up all your decisions on a day-to-day basis and how you feel about things, how you process the world derives from the subconscious. And it's the same thing as unconscious, subconscious and unconscious, Mm. they interchangeably. So sometimes you might hear somebody say three, two, one, zero, tapping into the unconscious mind because Mm. it helps the person just go, 
and, you know, and just relax. They don't really go to sleep. They're actually very mentally alert. It's basically yeah. taking the energy from the body, the subconscious where it shows up and bringing it up to the mind. So we can really hone in on the issue that you want to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, only uh, your from all your um, decisions that you make on a day-to-day basis, um, your choices, that only is processed it 5% of in the conscious mind. That's crazy. That's, we are largely working from autopilot, right? It's crazy. It's not crazy. I don't want it to be a bad thing (laughs) because, you know, our automated behaviors need to happen because can you imagine getting all these message units that you get, the lights, the crossing street, the car, my beeps, my thoughts, my, we are, we are literally affected by our conscious, subconscious, our physical bodies, the, the environment constantly we're getting impressed upon. So our, the, our mind has to really automate some of this to, to keep us from taking, you know, taking all of this in. So Raina, you don't learn how to redo your job every day. You've automated that process, which is a great thing. Mm-hmm. You don't learn how to drive every day. You've automated that process. But what happens when we automate being addicted to the state of learned helplessness, being addicted to the state of depression, mm-hmm. being addicted to the state of I am not good enough? to be an expert in my field, you know? So we get addicted to these states and um, they can make or break our careers actually. Yeah. You know, we're just being more comfortable in something we already know. So the subconscious is like what you kind, what you, what you know, um, yeah. you know, what, what are your knowns? And when you have a goal, your, your, your brain is literally going to say, I think of it like border patrol. <laughs> Like there's like a little border patrol and here's a subconscious and here's the conscious and you have a conscious goal and you're like, I mm. want to be successful. Mm-hmm. Now it's going to say, wait a minute, does the 95, this, this, this percent under here, does it agree with that conscious? Is it congruent? Mm. Does it agree? Is it in alignment? And this one goes down here and goes, hold on a second. Wait a minute. When we were young, we were told we weren't good enough. Or, you know, I tried something, I spoke at my class assembly and I got laughed at. Mm-hmm. somehow in the hippocampus is literally bringing up those events as similar events of rejection. Um, maybe I have a, re- a fear of success. What if I'm too successful and they're going to laugh at me? So now it says, nope, we're not going to accept that idea. We're going to spit it back out. And that goal doesn't happen. And you self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. We work in the subconscious part to get that in agreement with your goal so that you have 100% mind power. I love that. That's so, that's a beautiful explanation. You have, you do a great job at explaining what is like, you know, complicated for some people. And you break it down. I pray (laughs) to. That is, yeah, that's powerful. Um, Yeah, and you can imagine like when somebody comes in, like you're understanding, we're talking, we're in beta brain. We're just talking about it in a very conscious way. But already, if, if, if I never see you for a session, your mind is already, now looking at that and being like, whoa, let me process that a little differently. Yes. So you, yes. that's something that you can do like at organizations and be like, let me show you how you can get in control over your mind. So that your mind doesn't wreak havoc in your yeah. life. Yeah. Do you, that's so true how you were saying, um, like we're comfortable. Like it's when you're, you're used to maybe people who continue being, um, in like a toxic relationship or like that they're used to that type of treatment or that type of feeling um, or they're used to just not feeling like worthy of like growing and, and everything but um, do you feel like people can 
maybe I also think of it as like maybe your environment, right? Like your the people close to you, because it obviously can have a big effect. Like maybe that person could be like a family member or something. What do you suggest when it is somebody close to you that's telling these things to you? And how can you like 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 ignore well ignore it, but you also kind of like they're still family, you know, you're gonna see them, you can't really avoid them a thousand percent but like what would you recommend yeah that's so true because we know that so for things to change um you need different stimuli um I do some work in the prison system in terms of using their time to build a new mind what else are they going to do and we know that with recidivism rates when they go back into the same environment they repeat offend because your brain wants to go back to the no or the same drug or the same toxic relationship because it's a false sense of comfort, but it's still comforting because you know it already. So even we can get dopamine hits from staying depressed, from listening to depressed, sappy love songs, and we're still getting those hits. So it can yeah. be very confusing. Um, and so if you can't get out of that house, if you have to be in that household, um, it's really, really important that you protect this beautiful mind and protect what you're allowing in. You have to be the, you know, that um, critical filter for yourself of when you were a kid, you weren't able to do that. You were a sponge and you were just taking these impressions from these, let's say, let's just say family members. Let's say, cause some people do have, they struggle with like the negativity from their family mm-hmm. members. You were just taking that in, but now you're an adult. You have the cognitive ability to do it. You just need somebody to teach you how. And that's Mm -hmm. when I say about them being your own mind coach. Um, So we can desensitize, it's called desensitization. So we can desensitize you to the criticism and having to go into defense mode. Um, So, you know, one of the things that I've I've said to a client once, and I said, what if you prayed for that person? Because that person was, I meet people where they're at whatever belief systems they have. This person in particular is like me, loves God. And I was like, all right. And I said, because what happens is the data shows that when you actually pray for the people that are hurting you, there's something that physiologically happens to your brain and your body. And mm-hmm. it equi- it's basically like equipping yourself to rise above it, even though, mm-hmm. though, even though we see the structure of the brain change when you forgive the people that have hurt you the most. Mm. I love that because when you love on people, even those that hurt you, Mm. your brain and your body physiologically respond to benefit actually you. It's amazing. So that's the other thing. And the other thing I want to say is that because I wrestled with this, um, I didn't have a lot of support in my work from those that I thought would be there for me Mm. and would be my cheer. That's why I'm all about be your first cheerleader. Mm -hmm. Right now, you're going to be like this tomorrow. Hi, girl, you're so good. Girl, you're so good. <laughs> you have to. You have to. <laughs> yeah, because you're going to train your mind not to care mm-hmm. about that as much. You're going to desensitize to it. So so the vision that was placed in your heart, I, I heard this from someone else, and I wish I knew where to quote it. It, came, it. I know I read this or saw this somewhere, and I said, I like that. That It was definitely a pastor. That vision was given to Raina. Not to this person, this person, and this person, because you were chosen to make Mm -hmm. that vision happen. You are going to be equipped, not by man, but something greater that's going to identify you as an expert in that field. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when he says it's ready to go, it's ready to go. And I had to work through that because when you don't have those cheerleaders in your circle, closer Mm -hmm. circle, it is painful. Mm -hmm. So you have to, you know, 
he didn't give the vision to mom or dad or my sister or my brother. So of course they're not going to see what I see. And so when you start thinking about that, then you go, you know what? It's really awesome. He gave it to me because I'm going to create it. You know, you start to not have those harbor, those negative emotions, and you start to feel like a sorry for the, for their limiting beliefs. Do not, when you ask for advice, when you even go to a therapist, you've got to go to somebody who has the lenses uh, that are bigger than yours. Mm-hmm. So if you ask a friend for advice on something that you're working on or a family member, they are always subconsciously giving you advice through their lens of life. And when you remember that, you're like, well, let me be discerning about who I share these things with. So find that one cheerleader, you know what I mean? And go to that person if you need to, you know? For, 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 for me, that might be my husband or um, just talking to God about it and being like, okay, I need the next, what's the next move here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? And then there's fun things we do in, in hypnotherapy. We can create a bubble around you, like an imaginary bubble around you. Mm-hmm. And it's hilarious. So like when that boss or that family member comes to to literally insult you, you just have this vision and you might see them like some crazy cat, like proud, <laughs> like, and you just, yeah. and, you just laugh and, and just laughing at it. You're just like, and you're desensitive. When you have humor, you can't get hurt about something. We yeah. can do so many fun things. <laughs> like it doesn't, you don't let it affect, it's like a vision that you don't let it affect you. It's like, okay. And that's so true. I always tell people like, don't listen. Or someone, I, like a, a speaker shared this one time at a conference where he said, like he was building his business and he's like a billionaire now, but as he was building his business, he was, um, his mom would like give him advice on how to start a business. And like, she didn't have, he's like, but she didn't even have a business. And she would like criticize his him, him like starting this business. And he just said like, please be careful like don't listen to people you don't want to be like like basically like he loves his mom and like everything yes. but it's not like like she's never ran a business and like you don't want her life in that area right like it's so list like if you're in the let's say like I don't know dancing field and you're gonna want to listen to dancers that are successful and like in that I know where where the they have a bigger view and and have seen more but in that field because that's what you want to do and that's what I like you said what your follow your curiosity so um, and be be ready that that if if you're if what you're creating if what you have created has not been done before um because I believe in mentorship and for a very long time I'm like okay let me Tony Robbins has a mentor let me go find a mentor and Mm -hmm. I kept getting the block um and even I had three people um where uh for some reason two were men one was a woman and I we would get to a point where they didn't really I felt they weren't understanding my vision and um I still said okay I would say to myself after the session I'm keeping this and I'm throwing this away Mm -hmm. and I'm glad that I did that because some of what they would disagree with in turn would be like something successful that launched that did well and I stuck Mm -hmm. with it you know what I mean so like if it hasn't been done before and like you said go to someone who has more experience than you as that mentor but if it doesn't exist you might be the first one that's creating it like Mm -hmm. you know for me like neurotheology and bringing together, um, um, you know, data from, from what happens physiologically to your body 
your brain and your body when you are in a positive relationship with God. I wanted to look at this data and then show the Bible verses that support that. And I did it in terms of a meditation and I put it on YouTube, you know? And so that's something that just came out of like fasting. Deep. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and then once I put it out, like some people were like, oh, you can't put it on this Facebook group because they're not going to understand. And I was like, really? Okay. I'll pray on that. And I would, I would still do it. And I got some wonderful feedback mm-hmm. from people states you know the prison mm. just can you put it on dvds that will help our women with anxiety since they're being they're locked up 23 hours a day now with the pandemic that happened oh my so God. It on DVD and it was like easy the doors are just like boom, 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 opening up you know and wow you get teary-eyed because you're like that's awesome I'm you really did that it. like you that was an idea that's and you awesome. came and now you're like changing lives that's beautiful yeah um and what is so, you know, you have, you're a business owner, like you've, you've kind of moved into like this, you, how long have you been doing this work? This like, work has been like about, I want to say about five years. Oh, okay. and you just, you just reminded me of something by the way. And then it came full circle because I accepted the redirect, went back to school after all these years, having had my bachelor's from Fordham studied hypnotherapy for one full year. That's all I specialized in. This isn't some weekend program where you can get like a certificate. (laughs) Did my internship and did all of that and did 400 hours of of internship for it, all sorts of clients and then doing a lot of big groups and things like that. Um, And one of my other joyful moments was coming back to teach at the Screen Actors Guild Conservatory. And I was there teaching actors on their mindset and how to overcome uh, when they get told no and um, how to desensitize to critique mm. and criticism during and auditioning and how to keep their brains open so they can take those redirects from the casting director and have more flow in the body and be able to go with the performance, not perform from the head up, but bring the whole, like, you know, when people cry and they force mm-hmm. themselves into bad acting, no, 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 we're going to bring the whole mind, body, soul into your performances now. So I had to, I was able to, because I allowed myself to be an actor and I love it so much, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, but I knew there was something more. And then I went on this redirect, got the education, got the experience and then yeah. come full circle. And this actor said to me, when you're up there and he was like, you are like in flow. I can feel it. Like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And I said, you see, here I am working with actors on something that's more meaningful to me. And I find more reward doing that. You know, although I'm not saying that my performance days are over there, there are things that still come through every now and then, and I still love doing it. So (laughs) yeah, I still loved, I love theater performance though the most more than television. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That, and that is full circle and it's just like, it's part of your journey though. Right. Like all of those, that's crazy how all of those no's really got you into like, well, how am I going to overcome this? And so sometimes, you know, the struggle or all of like, it's redirecting, right? Like you said, I like wrote down the, except the redirect. Love it. And, and also, you know, the studies show that, you know, even with therapists, the more effective therapists are the ones who have struggled through what they're now teaching. Same thing with coaches. It's not Mm. the ones that have the most education in it. It's the one that actually lived it. So when I go back to teach actors and say, like, I get your pain because Mm -hmm. I lived it. Same thing, you know, speaking of the prison, they see this, but I have to go into my ugly. I have to go into my pain. Mm -hmm. And when I was on the edge and uh, abuses that happen, I have to show them. And as an actor, I'm able to open up my speaking 
engagement with them with a performance and I get emotional, they get emotional and you can, and they're like, come, I mean, these are lifers. Come on, Jessica, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. And in the performance and then coming out of it and then dropping it and being like, and this is who I am now. And you can do the same thing too. Let's go. Mm. Let's talk about training your mind up because I went from that dip and I got equipped and that's where you learn the most. So you're in the dip now, but you're going to come out equipped. Let's train, use your time to train your mind. And they're like, yeah. Use your time. Uh, to train like, you. oh. yeah. Especially like, right now with, with like, well, you know, things are opening up, but like quarantine is a, you know, is a thing now. And it's like, you like use your time to change your mind. So it, this wow. whole, someone said, and I love this. Um, they said 2020 gave us 2020 vision. Like basically it opened up like a lot of the things that you were like, oh, like it kind of is, was already happening. It just like forced you to like sit there and deal with it and yeah. dealing with maybe the people then in their environment or just like your mental struggles and things like that. Because normally people would distract themselves and go out or do this and that. And, and they were all distractions to avoid the rea- the real pain. Um, so I think that that is like really powerful. Um, I, I don't know. So yeah, but that's really, really cool. Thanks for listening to the episode. Just a little break from our sponsors, the Legal Miga Library. If you're lost with where to start with the legal stuff, you're not alone. The Legal Miga Library wants to make legal protections more accessible to small business owners through education and accessibility from their legal templates, courses, and resources. The Legal Miga Library has done-for-you legal contract templates such as coaching agreements, privacy policy, terms and conditions, a trademark toolkit, and so much more. This is a one-stop shop for all your templates and affordable access to a business and legal attorney. They even have a full library card where you get access to full legal contract templates, self-study courses, guides, and a monthly Q&A office hours. Make sure to access the link in the show notes and check out which templates and guides you can get started today. So where can people like fall, like learn about you, follow you, and you know, if they want to um, work with you and stuff, where, where's the best place for them to do that? I made it really easy. I, everything is BU Bloom, B-E-Y-O-U Bloom. And, um, because it's really about um, nurturing your own garden first before you can water other people's gardens. Yeah. And that's the way I look at it. Um, and then for those of you who are into God, like I am, I just love like, you know, it be it, when you're rooted in me and I in you, all things are possible. Mm-hmm. And having, um, believing in your dreams and believing in your, your calling from those things that are above and not of this earth. I want to mm-hmm. be in this world. I want to participate in this world, but I want to perceive it from things that are not of this earth and approach mm-hmm. it that way, you know? So BU Bloom is the website. And then Instagram, I, I put different things on different platforms. So some people really like podcasts mm-hmm. and listening uh, when they're going to work. So I have um, that on Spotify, different areas. Um, and then Instagram as well and uh, Facebook. So 
Yeah. And YouTube, because sometimes there are things that I want to put on YouTube. Like I want, I have a crush on Einstein and I wanted to, I love how he says, the more I know science, the more I discovered God. And so (laughs) my crush. And so I break down what I break down how Einstein used techniques to open up his mind to solve mathematical calculations and the theory of relativity. So I have like a video on there that those get more in depth. So yeah, yeah. I love the support. Um, I'm just starting to grow now. Everybody was like the actors, people were like, you need to get on social media. I'm like, I'm such an eighties girl. (laughs) I'm learning. I might need Raina's help on that. (laughs) No. Yeah. I think this is so new. I mean, I think it's been around forever, but like now with social media, um and just your personality and like how you teach I think definitely and I know you're like passionate about it and especially like you're also like very like you know um you are a believer of God and also you do this this type of work so it's really like powerful both right um for some people like oh that's not like God stuff it's like "Eh, you can you can you know you, you you are proof that it it can be done. So oh no, I appreciate that so much. Mm-hmm. And you know, we're all tools. Whether you go to a doctor, a coach, mm-hmm. a fitness instructor, um, a pastor, but we, we, I never replace him. Your relationship with him mm-hmm. or what your belief system is. So we're just self improvement tools, and we've been given gifts to help our fellow brothers and sisters overcome and live this life with more joy. Ultimately, for me, is can you know? Let's let's you know, everybody's like, oh, next year is going to be better. Next year is going to be better. And the next year comes and they say the next year, I'm like, no, 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 let's live better today. Like starting mm-hmm. today, let's do that mm-hmm. starting today. Mm-hmm. And I really am a believer in that. So that if you left this world tomorrow, you could say, I had a great day yesterday. I had a good day yesterday. That cup of coffee was good yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even if you have a bad day, pick the one thing that you could be like, we call it savoring the moments, you know? So I bring a lot of those positive psychology interventions, you know, mm-hmm. man, that cup of coffee, whew, it was so good. Like that was the best thing of my day. You know, mm-hmm. so um, reversing, reversing the verses of the negative to the positive, you know, and the negative thoughts to the positive. Yeah. And then once you do that, like you once you catch yourself being negative or you catch other people, you're like, Ugh, like you can't once you're like in that positive mindset, like you cannot be around the negative people. <laughs> like, it's like, uh, you're like, oh, I got a gosh. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> have you ever had a. Um, that situation with like even maybe some friends or family members mm-hmm. what do you do Raina if that if that person's always negative you're just like you try to I would say I look at the positive or it's like well let's well the good thing is the good thing of that situation was this or or laughter you also said like just laughing um and also at the end of the day you know like when a certain business or like something went wrong with the client or something like I'm like it's okay like nobody died <laughs> like, <laughs> like this is like I'll you kind of like change your your mindset and the shift like you know it's it's like there's bigger problems and like it's not there it's all figure outable right um, yeah like Marie Folio says it's all yeah figure-outable. Marie Fo- I was like Marie yeah Marie Folio yeah. Says, like, and like when you're doing that, when you're, when you're saying, okay, but what was the upside in that? Mm-hmm. What did you learn in that? So you're, that's when you're practicing mm-hmm. neuroplasticity and training your brain to be adaptable and yeah. to see the upside in all the downsides. So you're training your brain to be like that. And eventually if you do it enough times, 
that will become your new auto way of thinking. One day you'll just try to be negative and you'll be like, okay, wait, why am I still, why am I still seeing the positive in this? Like, I want to be negative. It's actually, I had yeah. that moment where I laughed at myself because I was trying to be like upset about something and I couldn't be. It's not saying mm-hmm. that you'll never be upset. I, I do believe in honoring the mm-hmm. rain of emotions on the rainbow. Have grace for yourself. If you are mm-hmm. suffering, I went through uh, several losses uh, through my life at a young age and um, up until this year as well, you know, the three most important people in my life are now um, no longer physically here. Mm-hmm. And so give yourself grace for your suffering. Yeah. But don't suffer all the time because then you won't, mm-hmm. when suffering should be happening, you can't honor that. Mm-hmm. So you can even be productive with your suffering, you know, mm-hmm. and make it something of utility. Okay. What, what could I turn this into? Um, it's hard. I miss them. I miss these people in my life. What could I turn this into a, that's useful for me and for others, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's your behavior will train your brain that way. Um, so just be mindful of the people around you, what's in your garden, who are the other flowers in your mm-hmm. garden, your mental garden. And what, one thing I can share with you too, is like, the, I, I wrote this thing for um, an industry magazine in terms of um, business, like their medical practices. And these go to the administrators of the medical practices to figure out tips on how to train their teams. Mm-hmm. And it's called a five to seven minute rule rule for mm-hmm. venting productively. productively. Mm-hmm. Venting was supposed to be a productive thing. We've turned venting into just snowballing. So do this with your friends. I have an agreement with some of my core friends. They get to vent to me for five to seven minutes and then they have to turn it to the upside and say, so what I learned about that was, or Mm. is what I learned that I don't like is, and I didn't know if it was going to work. And one day a friend of mine called and she was venting. I was in the phone. I was, I was driving and I looked at my watch and I was like, if she doesn't turn this vent to a redirect to the upside, I'm going to do it for her. You you would say, okay, so what did you learn? I'm going to cut you off right there. What did you learn? Right when I was about to say that, she goes, okay, so, all right. So now that that's out of my body, here's what I learned. And I was like, mm. <laughs> yeah. So now HR managers can use that. And um, when their employees come in, you've got five, five minutes to, what you'll find is that your mm-hmm. employees will start to vent less of those five to seven minutes mm-hmm. and then start redirecting the vent with solutions. Now you're motivating mm-hmm. them to intrinsically self-direct and manage themselves yeah. come up with the solutions. Oh, that's powerful. Yeah, because I do believe it's important. Get a what happened? Get a little cooker timer. Oh. Bling. No, you, you got to redirect. No, I don't care. It's really fun. And then they yeah. laugh. Like, oh, my God, I do think more negative. Mm-hmm. So redirect. Wow. The bed. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's important to honor, honor like those emotions. And like if you're feeling angry or upset and like talking to the person, but it's like, OK, what is the solution where are we going with this right versus like going in circles and going nowhere um so that's that's powerful and I want to like to close all it's already been an hour so oh my god (laughs) we could literally talk I could like ask so many more questions um but I just to kind of I have some closing questions so people can kind of get to know you a little bit more and like fun yeah. So the first question is, what is the, your favorite place on Earth? Oh, Universal Studios. We're suffering what? right now. We're suffering right Well, because I like the imagination. Constantly working in my imagery. Because the imagination can't tell the difference between reality and imagination. That's why whatever that's you create in here will show up in life. Yeah. So that's what we do in hypnosis too. But yes, Universal Studios. Walking Dead. I miss them. Wow. Wow. I get to be a kid. Um, 
<laughs> I haven't gone in forever. I hadn't, I wanted to go to the Harry Potter like world. Oh my gosh, I know. I gotta go once they open up. Um, what was the last song you listened to? Oh, um, I just did before we talked. It's Do It Again by Elevation Worship. And I was just okay. at a moment listening to that song and it was wonderful. You should see the last post I put on Instagram, you'll see what I saw and what I got on on, okay. on video. Okay. Yeah. I love I'm gonna listen to it. Yeah. What was the last book you read? No Lotus, no mud, no lotus. I love this Vietnamese mm. monk. He's 94 years old. The art of transforming suffering. Amazing. Not it's easy to read. Amazing. Wow. <laughs> okay. No mud, no lotus. Yes. I love reading. I also feel like reading allows me to like um to kind of just forget it like 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 you know not think of other like my mind is always I feel like it's hard to to or someone told me it's like meditation and meditation is really hard like doing something that's like a um the same like something repetitive like biking or like reading or even watching the show like um, I like to kind of just to get your mind off of whatever. To get your mind off of thinking about something. Well, unwinding, unwinding. Yeah, like unwinding or. Yeah, that's called transient hyperfrontality. It literally, you're going to give your thinking brain a break when you go run or exercise. And that's actually when your genius ideas come in. Yeah. Yes. When I'm on my stairmaster, I'm like, I'm dying, but I'm like, oh, I have this idea. And, and like, then in my phone, I'm like writing out the notes and planning out this whole thing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, why does it, it's so true. I yeah. get the best ideas, like when I'm working out or, or showering yep. mm-hmm. or showering. That's so true. Do you want to do something that's still physical and moving yeah. more so than just watching TV? Um, even taking a shower and release the problem or release the idea. And then it's going to come to you. It's mm. really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the brain organize it's like organizes itself and it's like, oh, here you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, okay. And um, if you could give a piece of advice to your younger self, what would it be? I would say, and I've done this in child within exercises, which I love uh, visiting my, my, my younger self. Um, I would say, hold on, baby girl. Um, you don't know this, but times may be lonely at times. You may feel um, isolated, but you're going to get an army of angels around you that even some people will be able to see that are going to be your best friends and help you do some amazing things. Mm, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Aw, I think that's that's super important. That's super important to talk to your younger self and like, love your younger self one of my friends she said she like has a frame of her little like five-year-old her and then by her desk and like that's just so healing you know you're like looking at that you want to make her proud that's like your younger you Mm -hmm. yeah and you tell yourself like you know when you were little you didn't have the ability to have the cognitive abilities for some of the things that you took in and that happened to you but now I get to be your mom and I get to be your parent and I'm going to pair you so well. Mm. So good. You just wait, baby girl. You just wait. Mm. It's, it's pretty. You see the tears come when, when people mm. do this with their eyes oh, closed yeah. and go in and they visit their inner child like that. Yeah. And they everything. Yeah. Wow. That's so beautiful. And, and I want to encourage everybody, like definitely, I'm probably going to book a session too. <laughs> and 
just to because everyone has those like lim, you know something that they need to work on or just like that's really going to open up doors for you um or i don't know for and this this for people listening like just think of a, something that's blocking you or you're like there's just something that's like stuck in the way then definitely talk to jessica and like i am sure you will you'll remove that (laughs) that and like you and as you know as we all heard like you have so much research and data like and you remember all these like terms and and everything like me i'm like oh yeah i remember in this like one article but you remember like details (laughs) and that's very powerful so yeah, thank you I'm so much about it. I love learning yeah. constantly, constantly like in the research, you know, and yeah. also for listeners who, you know, I have so many wonderful colleagues in this business, as well as, um, you know, working with even medical doctors and different things like that and um, psychotherapists and stuff. So we refer to each other as well. So, um, you know, if I'm not your right fit, let's find your right fit. Oh, you know, yeah. That's ultimately is what's going to best serve you, you know? So yeah, that's beautiful. And so Def, thank you so much for for being part of this interview. And you know, I'm sure everybody learned so many things and they're gonna implement it. So thank you, thank you, thank you.